This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Nothing better than watching some footy on the weekday mornings here at SENZ. And we've had our boots for, haven't we, of the Rugby League World Cup right up until now. One team that got off to a slow start, though, was Samoa. Um, but they've managed to turn things around, haven't they? Battering, battering Greece on Monday morning, putting 70 points past them. A good mate, a former Samoan international who's up in the UK, Missy Tolapapa, played around the Warriors with when I was coaching. We'll be smiling ear to ear after witnessing that performance. Still going, mate, at the ripe old age of 40 and uh, playing for the old club that I ran around with, Doncaster, just handing out the old hits, big hits like old Warrior boys do. He's on the line with us now. Missy, mate, good morning. Nice to uh, talk to you from here, from here down in New Zealand. Mate, how are you? Yeah, good, man. Good morning. Oh, How are you guys? Yeah, good, good, good. See, mate, still going strong. How's the body feeling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad to be honest. Uh, they look after me pretty well. Uh, I look after myself to be honest. So, no, I'm just enjoying it as well. Mate, talk to us. Forty years of age. It's Izzy here, mate. Appreciate you coming on. I had to retire at thirty. My body wasn't as as good as your body. So, what, how have you had? How have you been able to have such longevity in the game? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll probably don't play up to that level you were as the uh, mate, but uh, you know I just probably don't look lie. after myself. I think genetics, kind of. I think it's a kind of a yeah. genetic thing. But um, yeah, I just um, I still ask myself now, but I tend to I do look after myself a lot better now than I did uh, probably ten years ago. Um, it, the body does uh, catch up to you. But uh, I'm playing at a league where it's not too bad, still semi-pro, and you know we mm. get the uh, old look after him. But you know it's not as uh, we train about two nights a week, so yep. we get time to just uh, train to ourselves. So that's that time I I put in the effort just to look after the body and try to get through each week. Mate played for the Warriors, right. went over and uh, you know ran around with the Cronulla Sharks before heading up to the UK. What's the difference, Missy, between the, the, the competitions? What, what, what have you enjoyed about uh, being up in the UK as opposed to playing in the NRL? Uh, yeah, UK, well, you know, it's, um, it's catching up to um, Australia and New Zealand League. Um, mostly, uh, you know, you can't beat the speed in, uh, of uh, the NRL. That, that'll be the truth. Um, and just the, the amount of players that you have um, at that ability where, you know, they're pretty extreme. Um, whereas in England it's a bit uh, a bit slower but physical, but uh, the game is getting faster with um, just a lot of players that we attract you now from Australia and New Zealand. But uh, I've enjoyed it ever since I've been here. Um, you know, I've, I've loved the the game over and it is growing, uh, getting stronger and better. 
uh, good talent coming around. Mate, what about this World Cup, mate, on your backyard? Have you been enjoying uh, watching some, some international rugby? You know, do you, We know you played for the 2008 Samoa World Cup team, so you've experienced the World Cup, mate. Have you, have you enjoyed watching it, and do you think your Samoan brothers can, can continue on some form? Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it has been. It's been amazing uh, just to see even uh, the other nations like PNG, Tonga, um, Cook Islands, been amazing just to see them and watch them up front um and to, to be honest I, I can't believe how um you know the skill and that uh, i mean last week we watched Tonga and bng probably the best uh, game of the tournament um so there's still a lot to bring i mean samoa started off slow um but we had to take into eight boys coming back from a grand final um pretty jet lagged um so they had half of the team up here just training you know, probably the whole back line was probably missing. But, um, you know, probably their first game, they didn't play well. England played well, really good. But, um, you know, they did probably didn't play to their best potential. But, you know, the second game they came in last, uh, yesterday, uh, you know, just shows, you know, what they're capable of. Um, but hopefully, yeah, coming up to this week's game, next next game, you know, they get a better, better performance and pick it up. Mate, just just quite, like you, you think of the influence that the Polynesian players have on the game of rugby and rugby league. It is huge, mate. Can you, can you just tell us about the life in the islands when you're growing up? What it's like? Like, are you given a rugby ball when you're like still in the cot, or or you know, like, because you guys are just absolute freaks when it comes to you know physiques and the way you go about your mahi on the on the on the rugby field. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, as you say, you're born with it. I think family, it's, it's you know, and your blood and, installed into you, I think, you know, as, as Kiwis as well. Um, but I remember when I was a kid, like, I, I didn't start rugby until a late age, about nine, but, you know, I was always kicking a ball since I was five. Um, you know, I, I lived on a dead-end street, so, you know, my neighbours were seeing me, like, um, you know, till late, till the... So the lights came on. I was still kicking the ball out there by myself, um, and you still see that with kids now. You know, it's just um, you know over here is a bit different it's football, but you know, um, I think with with rugby, you know, and, and Polynesians, it's, it's it's never changed. You know, that I think when you look at so many players coming through now, Polynesian players, um, you know, the young fellas coming through, they just look at them like uh, inspired by them. So. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome to see like a lot of the um, Pacific Island nations coming in. They, they're doing really well at the moment. So, you know, I'm just hoping that um, you know there'll be some upsets during the tournament. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it good to watch, Missy? You know, like you've got the Tongans, the Samoans, the Papua New Guineas, the Fijians, the Cook Islands playing in this next game this morning. Um, the, the, the explosion of Polynesians onto the international game has been outstanding. On the other hand, have you got to see the Kiwis, the Australians, and the and the English? And and what do you think of the English? Do they have a dead set chance up there on home soil? Um, I mean, that's one of the advantages they've got. Eh? Uh, they have got a great team. I mean, I think they've um, they've got a good coach. Um, and, yeah, they've got – I mean, I've watched them play. You know, it's it's just a shame, like, through the – if you look at the table and that, like, New Zealand and Australia have to play each other probably to get to the final. Um, but, I mean, it just makes it hard. I mean, I think England have got a good chance, um, but it's a lot of pressure on them as well. Uh, New Zealand are looking amazing. 
to just you know I watched a few of the boys and I mean even their warm up game they had against Leeds um, and if you look at their Leeds team they you know every every player's played probably in a high level um, and probably seen the score then it was seventy I think it was sixty nil um, but yeah the Kiwis look really good um, to me kind of my favourites uh, looking at it. Um, it just depends on um, Tonga. Probably if someone get through to their, it would be a Tongan Zamona clash. <laughs> that would be a massive one. Yeah, oh, it will be. They got. It looks like they're going to be meeting each other in the semis, mate. On and Desert, you'll be there. Hey, mate. Just before you let you go, who you got? Who do you think wins the World Cup? I'm um, going to go for Kiwis. Good man. Good man. Ooh. Yeah. Good boy, Messi. <laughs> Yeah, we're hoping, mate. We're hoping. We'll hopefully talk to you in about five years' time, mate, when you're picking up the trophy up in uh, Super League for Doncaster. <laughs> the right old age of 45. Hey, You'd be still going at 50, eh? You'd be still going at 50 or what? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to my, my kids coming through. So, yeah, and, uh, I'm just enjoying it as I can, and, you know, till the wheels fall off, they say. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, hey, was good. Hey, Miss, thanks for joining us this morning on Breakfast with Izzy oh, and Kempe. Thanks Kimpy. for having me, guys. And, uh, mate, go well. Go and enjoy uh, watching the Rugby World Cup. Or was it uh, Rugby League World Cup? Wishes up there with you. Nice to talk, bud. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. There you go. Missy Talapapa. Hey, good kid. You know, played well for the Warriors when he was down here before heading over and, and uh, running around with the Sharks, Izzy. And, mate, at 40 years of age, still plying his trade up there with uh, my old club, Doncaster. And uh, Hawley mm. Boy, who's, who's just, you know... He's over the moon that Missy's still running around. He he reckons he does so many good things off the field as well for the club. So uh, nice to talk to him this morning. Yeah, phenomenal, mate. Missy Talapapa, honestly, still going at 40 years of age, not slowing down. Mate, those those poly boys, hey, they've just got genetics. Like They've got tree trunks on their quads and shoulders that you never want to run into. Like He's yeah, just a fantastic example of longevity in the game, and uh, we appreciate him coming on our show for sure, Kempe. Just a quick message from Pat. Kempe, concerned that both Jared Hargraves Hargraves, and Dylan Brown aren't getting game time. Joseph Manu must be fullback to play his natural game and can't afford to miss our kicks as kangaroos are looking solid. That is from Pat in Christchurch. Great question for you, Kempe. Yeah, look, Pat, I do too. I'm a little bit worried. uh, I've been been saying that it's not just Dylan Brown. I think that without Jerome Hughes having played a game yet and getting a couple, well, hopefully through the quarterfinals because they've got one more... Uh, round game against Ireland, and then it looks like they'll probably pick up Fiji in the quarterfinals before Aussie in the semis. Whether or not that's enough to get this uh, the side rolling around the, the field like Australian are at the moment, who have just you know we said that right before um, the, the competition started that it was probably the combinations that were going to let Australian down, and how wrong have we been? Because they look so slick. So, yep, it's a little bit of a worry. Does Jared? You know, that's the, the big question. I've, I've spoken to you about this as he is like. Where does Jared play? Like, oh, seriously, no. <laughs> like, where do you put him? Like, he's had three, four weeks off, five weeks off because um, of suspension and missing the semis. And then you go, well, do you give him a game before you put him well, against Aussie? Who do you, who do you who take out? Who misses out? Yeah, oh. like, for you, who who misses out? If he's going to get – I wouldn't play him, to be honest. I think the boys – you've got to build continuity and cohesion. And, and that's why I'm just getting a little bit worried about the spine because – Jerome um, Hughes hasn't played for a very long time, but 
Frankie Nicole, he touched on it. I know other guests have come on. Like he's, he'll fit in seamlessly. He's an ultimate professional. He's a competitor. He's been in that Melbourne storm outfit. So his preparation outside of the paddock, outside of off the field, will be top class. But just still that that combination. When you have it's untried. You know him and Cam Munster. There'll be there'll be a seamless fit. But mm-hmm. him and Dylan Brown. You know it's still quite new and fresh. We're getting close to those quarterfinals, and and you you want to have your top team, even with the Black Ferns, like they've changed so many times, but it hasn't really faltered them. I'm hoping like these next two weeks are hugely important going into the England game. You need cohesion and continuity with combinations to give you that confidence. And uh, a little bit apprehensive, Kimpy. Yeah, and you're dead right. Like if we don't get that. Uh, in the next two weeks, and I know that probably Jerome could have played last week. He's definitely has to play against Ireland because they need him out there just to see how he's travelling. Um, yep. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that that fit there smooths out or, or irons out all the other little cracks that are showing at the moment. I still think, you know, and I know Frankie said that he'd rather have Bromwich in the front row. I still think you have to start with the Premiership winning front rowers. You know, that's. Mm. That's my way of thinking. I think the Australians will be packing themselves knowing that it's Fisher Harris and Leota coming at them 100 miles an hour for that first 20 minutes. The test match will be won in the first 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if they can lay a decent platform, then hopefully they've got plenty of middle blokes that can come off and run it. But you're dead right. Jerome Hughes, Dylan Brown, that's the key. If they don't get that one yeah. right, Manu and Manu and um, our mate Brendan Smith at hooker, I think they're going to struggle. Let's tack right and talk some cricket. The Black Caps are leading the charge at the T20 World Cup with a stunning win over Australia in the opening game of the tournament and stellar individual performances across the board. And he just continues downwind for six more. Cummins goes short and Finn Allen says, I'll have some of that. Conway advances, belts it straight, long, and six more. Bold him, Southy. First ball, Warner throws his head back, and New Zealand are on top. Down the ground, and he's hit that one away over. Extra cover, it's a chance. Oh, you've got to be kidding me, Glenn Phillips. Please, how good is that? Straight up, and this could be it. Conway is underneath it. Is this the moment New Zealand can finally celebrate? They certainly can. An old-fashioned hiding, as Smithy reference right there. Today, the Kiwis look to back up, back that up as they take on Afghanistan and the MCG. And we're very lucky to be joined by former Black Cat and Doyen of a target Targo cricket, Craig Cumming. G'day, Craig. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Morning, guys. How are you going? Very, very good. How are you doing? Uh, mate, look, honestly, that performance was... Stella and an absolute hiding for Australia. Look, there's been talk of changes coming into this game against Daryl Mitchell, maybe potentially regaining his role in the squad. Would you make any changes or would you keep that cohesion alive? Oh, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, you know, Daryl Mitchell's been, you know, very good and also Michael Bracewell uh, in the side, but always tough as he is, you know, with cricket, conditions play a part and. Um, it depends on if they're playing on a used pitch at the MCG. Um, you know, the the Indian India Pakistan game was there. So, <laughs> if that's the case, then then maybe. But gee, was it swung there too? So, you know, Trent Bolt's going to enjoy it. Tim Southey. Um, I, I like the side, and, and yeah, Mitchell's done very well for us. But 
you know, that was an excellent performance. I mean, it was one that we've been waiting for. Uh, they were building nicely, and I think we were all on the edge of our seats and punching the air when Finn Allen was pumping Stark back over his head. And um, you, could, you could hear Smithy's excitement and feeling like he wasn't going to get beaten up for about 40 overs in the commentary box by the Australian commentators, and we were all with him, so, uh, and Dooley. So it was, it was fantastic. And they just got the blueprint right. They got, they're aggressive at the top. They need Finn Allen to go out. Um, I've said for a while, and... You know, yeah, Baz and Baz sitting beside you, is he? And Baz, yeah. Baz played that way. You've got to, you've got to get off to fly. You've, you've got to, you've got to yep. be able to get off to a quick start. Use those first six overs, create momentum, and then you can get a score. And, and Finn Allen did that beautifully. What about the calming influence of Devin Conway? And there was a comment the other day. He is the most underrated batsman in the world. He could be regarded as as one of the best going around at the moment, mate. He is in phenomenal. What makes him so bloody good? Yeah, he's he's got the amazing ability. Um, he seems to play the ball on its merit, but he hits the ball on the ground, and and it looks like he's he doesn't premeditate. So he, he lets the ball come, he sees it, and then he's got options. And, and the toughest thing is be able to have the options to be able to hit the ball on the offside, the leg side, or um, wherever. But he seems to do that, and, and it looks like he nearly targets the the fielders in the inner ring, and he tries to beat them by two or three meters either side. So he doesn't try and go over fielders. He tries to go just to the left or right of the ones in the ring because if you do that, there's no one behind them. And and the other thing that sticks out is he's got his timing. Is he, you know he just times the ball oh. so beautifully. And I know left-handers always look elegant, but gee whiz, at the moment, <laughs> yeah, he he's just playing proper cricket shots. And some of them do. Um, he's got oh, he had that one through cover. Um, I think yeah. off the spinner. I don't know who it was, and it just flew. And I just said to my um, you know to to even I was talking to the Montago Sparks last night. I know it's a bit different, but just watch Devin Conway. You don't have to be able to hit the ball over the boundary all the time. You just got to hit the ball on the ground, and um, he's brilliant. He really is. Hey Craig, just uh, the the picking up on your comment about you know you've got to start fast. Isn't it like that in every sport? Does it? You notice the massive difference with the fielding in the Black Caps and the way that they they attack the game. Yeah, I mean they had a bit of an off. Uh, you know, the Hagley series can be was a little bit off, and mm. and, and sometimes. Um, at night, uh, it's really dark, and, and guys struggle there. And put in the fact it was probably a bit cold and those things, but there's nothing like forty odd, fifty thousand people to get you up in the stadium, is there? And you're going to go for things. I mean, Glenn Phillips is an outstanding. He is the quickest person probably in New Zealand cricket across the ground. He's an outstanding fielder, but he just had a bit of a nightmare at Hagley, but he showed. But everything needs to click. So you, you know, you've, you to be able to win a T20 World Cup, you've got to take your catches, you've got to take your wickets, you've got to take your runouts. You've got to be able to save, you know, every run in the field, um, and you've got to be aggressive with the bat. So, you know, it's it's a game made for you know explosive power. It's a game made for. You can't have any doubt. You can't have any sort of you know because um, if you have doubt, then whether you're batting or bowling, if you have doubt, you can all of a sudden get hit for four with the ball. But if you have doubt with the bat, you can waste two or three balls. And as we saw in that India Pakistan game, it goes down to the final ball. You can't afford to to do that. So. The big part of the coaching environment, and Gary Stead and, and his team do with this group, is just try and make them feel really confident. And uh, we saw that with Finn Allen. And then if Finn Allen does what he does, it just flows through the batting order nicely. Well, I was watching the news last night. They got a bit of swagger about them. So tonight at the G, any reason <laughs> to be alarmed or too strong for Afghanistan? Oh, I know. Afghanistan are dangerous. So it's still a newbie one. Um, they're, they're a good side. Mm. And obviously got Ashley Khan playing for them. And Rashid Khan, sorry. 
Um, and that's what I mean about conditions. I, I'd like to see a little bit of grass on it so that the spin doesn't play a big factor. We, we should be too good if we play to our potential, but Afghanistan are a good side. Um, and, but, and there's nothing like turning up to the MCG. It's, it's an awesome coliseum, really. And, um, you know, they won't lack for um, enthusiasm and they won't lack for intent yeah. because that place just makes, you know, it's, it's just one of those grounds that just makes you turn up and the old hairs jump up on the back of your neck and you walk out and you can... You, you walk all around it and, you know, it would have been amazing to be there the other night with that India-Pakistan game. And oh. when you hear Ian Smith and you, you hear Smitty talking <laughs> and you guys know him well, saying that yeah. this is a moment he will never forget and he's been in the broadcasting industry for 30-plus years, plus playing at the MCG himself, <laughs> you, you know it's pretty special. So uh, the Black Caps will want to keep that going themselves. Yeah, for sure, mate. That was uh, such a... Oh, unbelievable game to witness on TV, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show, Craig. No doubt you got uh, your day busy uh, looking after the school kids and, and looking after the Targo Sparks, mate. So we'll let you go and rip into your day. Appreciate your time talking all things cricket. Thanks so much, Craig. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Craig Cummins, Sid, as they call him. Back in the day, talking about the Black Caps. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, Kempi. We've got to shoot off. We'll come back and wrap up the air. But the Black Caps, they've got a bit of confidence, a bit of swagger. Come and on. only great teams can back up great performances. Let's hope they can do it. We don't want to be like the Aussies and just breathing above the water. <sighs> Catching their breath. Well, hopefully, oh, he's answered. Luke Romano, I was thinking, man, he was a little bit slow yesterday, but he's answered his phone. He's a man of his word. So we won't keep him holding for too much longer because he is an absolute champion. I appreciate him. I've seen him from a mile away walking in there to pick up his young son who has started school as a father does. He's finished up. He's retired. The big man, 14 years straight. He is tired, he wants to try something else, and we're about to find out what that something else looks like. Luki Romano, congratulations on your career, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. No, cheers, Diggy. Mate, talk to me, talk to me. When did this come about? How did it come about? Retirement. Oh, you know what it's like, Diggy. It's um, you know, there's a first time for everything. There's also a last time for everything, and um, yeah, it just seems uh, fitting to. You know, I started 14 years ago with Canterbury, and I always wanted to um, end with Canterbury and um, final in Christchurch against Wellington. It was the same 14 years ago, so um, yeah, mm. it's uh, not an easy decision, as you know. But um, you know, the, I've got things outside of rugby that are all starting to take shape with the borders open and the hunting business and and that so um, yeah time to time to make the time to make the move Luke Romano hey fantastic watching your career Luke and um, even the final on the weekend I was hoping that you could pull it off when they put you on there late it would have been a fairy tale but highlights of your career mate you've got a few which ones really stick out um, you know, I haven't had really much time to reflect on that sort of stuff. I mean, um, um, I think probably winning the Ranfurly Shield for the first time was pretty big um, back in 2010. Um, um, obviously, you know, being able to, you know, accomplish Super Rugby, um, it was my seventh or eighth year and we'd lost a couple of finals and... Um, 
you know, that was pretty big. And obviously the World Cup in 2015, you know, that was pretty massive too. But um, I think just the relationships that you build with all your teammates and, and, and you know, they become lifelong friends, I think they're probably some of the lasting memories that um, um, you really cherish. Um, Lukey, you were a you were a late bloomer. You, you started your your career at the old age of twenty seven. I remember it vividly. We were running three thousand meters with Ash at uh, the park, and you were this tall, skinny, lanky fit bugger that absolutely smashed it, mate. Do you, you know, you, you started very late. Did you think you'd had this longevity in the game? Still going fourteen years later. Um, I, I always backed myself, you know, um, any competitor always backs himself and, um, yeah, while I never had the, um, the, I guess the normal path into a, you know, pro rugby career, um, I always, you know, had a dream that I wanted to play for Canterbury and Crusaders and, and, and the All Blacks and I just kept chasing it. Um, I didn't let anything set me back and. You know, didn't let anything stop me. And once I got my foot in the door, you know, I made sure I, I made sure I kicked that door down and um, grabbed everything with two hands and um, made a good, good go of it. And I've been pretty fortunate that I've been able to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm actually sh- not sure what's worse the I'll tell you what I'll tell you what happened, Luke, because now you sit down, you have a few beers in the off season and you go, Oh yeah, I can still do that and you decide to go out there and give it a crack on your own and you get halfway through it and you stop. And there's no one around yelling at you anymore and you go, Actually I'm going for a beer. I'm out of here. Hey mate, tell us, was it was it weird playing for Auckland last year? Um it was a little bit, but it was actually uh, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, just the change, change of environment, um, and just the, just they do things differently to down here in Christchurch with the Crusaders. So um, you know they've got their own way and um, they've got their own style of doing things. And I think just being with the Crusaders for so long, it was um, it was quite refreshing to go into a different environment that was different. Um, and mm. yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it you know I've, I've made some good friends up there and um you know i was looking back on it now is you know probably glad that i did that to experience something different hey, look obviously you you've retired but i spoke to you yesterday and mate your body hasn't slowed down one bit and I'm, i don't know how because you never turn left you never turn right you run straight as anything and you smash people so your body must be a little bit sore but Look, no one really retires fully unless you're forced to retire like myself and you've got bad knees. Could be there be a chance that maybe one day Luke Romano might run around and, and make a wee comeback? Oh, look, we'll just see what happens in the future. There's definitely, uh, there's definitely no... The love's super, still super there, isn't Yeah, look, I still love the game. Um, you know... Mm. You start when you're five and you've just got that love and that passion for it and I don't think that ever goes, you know. You know what mm. that's like, Daggy. 
Um, but, you know, there's no super rugby f- for me. Um, I definitely need a break um, from the game. And um, I've got my hunting business, with, um, which is, you know, right there ready to fire off next year and that. And uh, whatever happens after that, whether it's, a, you know, some sort of coaching role or something like that, we'll just um, see what happens, really. Hey, Luke, you're, but, uh, not, you're not going to be reprimanded, okay? I'm going to ask you a question. You're not going to be reprimanded, but which coach gave you the biggest spray, mate? Who was the worst at it? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> there must All be one that sticks out. I, I actually remember back in 2000 and I think it might have been 2010, no, maybe 2011, <laughs> uh, we... We got beaten by Tasman up in Nelson, and um, Rob Penny was the coach, and he walked into the sheds after the game, and and the only thing he said was that was the worst performance by a Canterbury team ever, <laughs> and just walked back out. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, you, you're oh. sort of wild that that just happened, and um, you know, you sort of you know, take that to heart because, um, you know, you feel responsible um, for letting the coach down and for letting the Canterbury team down and that. So, um, yeah, but uh, no, no, there's been a few good sprays from, uh, you know, coaches over the years, but they've probably all been justified, to be fair. So, uh, <laughs> Mate, yeah. Lukey can't talk. He's the biggest sprayer of them all, mate. He sprays everyone at training, sprays everyone in the meetings, ping, points his finger at you, hopeless. But I loved it because every time he come up to me before a game, I'll never forget it, he always comes up, taps me on the shoulder, he goes, just be daggy, just be daggy. And I'll never forget it. You're an absolute champion, Lukey Romano. What a what a fantastic fantastic career you've had, mate. You're an absolute Crusaders champion, Canterbury champion, and New Zealand champion. Just quickly before we let you go, mate, you got some off time now. What what does that look like for you? What are you going to be doing the next couple of months, knowing you don't have to go and slave a strength test, a nutrition test? We all know how. Pinching that hanu can affect our emotions, so you don't have to do any of that, mate. So, what does it look like for you? Oh, always just um, just over the next few months, just relax and spend some time with the family. You know, like this year was pretty tough. Obviously, that they never come to Auckland with me, and mm. um, you know, two young boys that are you know growing up pretty quick in that. So, just spend some time with them and. Um, sort of get set up for um, my hunters to come in in um, mid-February and, um, you know, I look forward to the next part of my uh, uh, life, which is, um, you know, my hunting business. So, um, yeah, something, something that, um, you know, you don't get to do when you're a, you know, pro rugby player and that's probably to relax and um, um, enjoy your life, really. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah 100%. But, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing relaxing, ain't, you ain't going to be relaxing, mate. Little Coop, you'll be down there, you'll be coaching the school team, you'll be going to all these functions. We've got school athletics today soon, mate. Are you going to be there? I'm going down. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. I'll, I'll pop down there. You've got um, touch training tomorrow night, don't you? You've been roped into oh. being a coach, haven't you? <laughs> That's right, your bloody wife. She said, hello. 
Thursday touch team. You're there. So I'll see you Thursday, and I'll see you this morning at uh, at the local athletics. Luke Romano, thank you so much for joining our show, brother. We really appreciate it. Congratulations on a stellar career. You're one of the good blokes in the champions going around, and uh, we look forward to seeing what the future holds for you. No, no, no worries. Cheers, guys. Well done, Luke. Very good. He is. Very good, is he? The big man. The big man, Lukey Romano. <laughs> I caught him when he was off guard yesterday at school. I was like, Lukey, Lukey. And he was like, yeah, trying to get in and out and get his son. And I said, Luke, look here. And he turned around. I was like, tomorrow, 8 a.m., I'm ringing you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so, God of all. We've got a message here. What an absolute champion, Lucas. Love him. A polar bear legend to you. High school boys, polar bear. How good. Yeah, one of the good guys, Kimpy. Yeah, one of the good guys, man. And what a what an opportunity for people too, um, just to give his business mm. a bit of a a, um, a call out, a shout yeah. out here. You know, to go hunting with Luke Romano. You know what I mean? Mm. To go out there and actually get in, into a bit of wilderness with Luke Romano. Obviously, a number of uh, footy stories will go under the under the under the night stars with a couple of cans and. And yeah. you have a good night um, there. So hey, all all the best from fourteen years. What a what a career. Those 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 mm. careers are very few and far between now. Where you're playing ten yep. plus years. So um, well done. He to started Luke. at twenty seven. Uh, Kimpy twenty seven. He was you know a late bloomer. That's what I mean. And he had such longevity in the game and his body shape. Like when he turned up, man, I was like, who's this skinny, lanky? fit thing and then he's obviously put on a lot of bulk and now he's uh, just straight out of the guts but yeah what a what a story yeah great story well done mm. great great to catch up with Luke Romano and uh, <laughs> here we go Daggy you better do the dad sprint race at Athletics Day it will be the highlight of your son's <laughs> son sure school life make sure you video it oh sc- <laughs> Scotty, I don't know. Look, honestly, if it's 100 metres, I'll, I'll pump them at 100. Don't I've got worry. a story I'll for smash, you. Got a I'll story. smash my knee, Kempe. You've done it? I've got a story for you. <laughs> back in my I day. I forgot about this. Back in my day, mate. So I've gone to school with my daughter. She, she's four, mate. She's at, uh, I'm up in Leeds at a, at a primary school up in Leeds. And they had a father's race. And, and I just finished playing the day before. So I was too sore, mate. I couldn't, I couldn't get out there and run, you know. I'm watching it. This guy's running flat shoes. So, you know, teacher's there, ready, all the fathers line up. Bang, off he goes. He's running flat shoes. Gets halfway down the down the track and slips over on the deck, <laughs> on the deck, face first, mate. And a shoulder pops out. <laughs> he's going, oh. And I've had a dislocated shoulder. He's screaming, mate. He's screaming. His shoulder's out. <laughs> I've walked up to him and I've gone, you okay, mate? Flipped him over. He goes, you okay? He goes, oh, my shoulder's out. I went, here, don't worry, mate. I've had one of those. And I put my foot between his armpit and started pulling on his arm. <laughs> he's, he's screaming, mate. He's going ah, and the kids start crying. And the teachers run up to me and go, "Stop it, stop it!" The kids are getting scared. Did you pop it back in? No, mate. I couldn't do it, and I'm yanking, oh. pulling it. <laughs> the guy's screaming, and eventually I said to him, "Mate." Sorry, brother, can't do it. You've got to go to the doctors. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> you, mate, what a cracker. Look, that'll be me. That'll be me, Scotty. So, look, I'll probably be talked into it. And if I am, I'll give it a crack. But, man, I want to take some Voltaire and some 
anti-flams to get me through it, I'll tell you. I feel like an absolute wreck. But, mate, there was that funny video. I don't know if you saw it over in the UK when the mum was doing the race and she was in a dress and she <laughs> yeah. flips over on her face and she had a, she had a thong on. Does the full moon. <laughs> I've seen that. flashed him. How funny, mate. There's so many. <sighs> those kids' days when the races are on are hilarious. Mm. Absolute hilarious. Oh. Bit of advice. Now you've got don't me do nervous. It. Don't do it. You've got me nervous now. I, forgot, I totally forgot about this. I was like, man, there's all those little family um, parent races. I'm like... I might have to go a bit delayed today. Anyway, we'll see. That was Luke Romano. Maybe Luke will do it, the big man, running it straight for the last time. Great to chat to him and talk uh, talk about his stellar career. 14 years, he's just retired. One of the all-time greats. If you've missed that, head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast uh, on our SCNZ app, and you can hear from Luke Romano and all of our guests that we've had throughout the week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.